0: Welcome to the Kevin and Phillip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Phillip. go season three episode six of the kevin and philip project i think today we're going to be talking quite a bit about football quite a we've, bit we've got some other stuff we're going to talk about too but uh for those of you that uh, don't care about the football like my wife just go ahead and skip through the first 30 minutes of this
1: podcast. well we're getting down to the end where it's starting to you can put numbers together and go hey we got tiebreakers going to happen here with the oklahoma loss and oklahoma state hasn't lost Iowa state has 2 you Figure the numbers in K State has a chance to still be in no, there. they're, they're out.
0: They're the, mathematically, mathematically, out. Mathematically,
1: completely yep. out.
0: Yep, because I just saw something about that this week that if there ended up being a is a three or a four way tie, yeah. for those top two spots, I want to say it was Baylor that had the
1: oh eliminated or them no, on points. Oklahoma State. I think it was anyway. Anyway, but it, it comes double. down to the end where a lot of team more teams are in the mix than what we originally expected to be in the mix and a couple of teams that aren't in the mix uh yep. are surprising as well. Yep. So anyway, well get let's, to it. We'll, gonna... we'll
0: start with we'll start with K-State. It's been a few weeks since we uh, have had this podcast and so um K-State beat TCU and I I think we had just beat Texas Tech when we had the last podcast uh, yep. cuz I I've I vaguely remember talking about it uh Joking around that it's a fireable offense when you lose to K State, but then the very next week they go to T, or TCU comes to town. Uh, K State handles TCU pretty easily, and coach number two in two weeks gets fired. So apparently right. that's not a joke. That that is was a funny, offense. and we
1: we talked about play K State and lose, and you'll be done. And happened two times in a row. Now the Gary Patterson one really to me, I suppose they went in together and decided it was as good a time as any, but. Man, a guy that is – his statue's out in front of your place. He's made you millions upon millions of dollars coming from the old Southwest Conference. And then, you know, what were they in? The American Conference before they finally got invited into the Big 12. And the only reason they got invited into the Big 12 is because of Gary Patterson. Oh, absolutely. He turned the whole thing around. So, to me, it's kind of a – one of them – sort of the same thing that's happening to Ed Orjon in LSU, although they're letting him finish the season. But I thought – to me, it would have felt more right to me if you let the guy finish the year.
0: They asked him to, and he said no.
1: Yep, that's that's what I so, figured. It's kind of an yep. equal thing, but sure strange.
0: Yeah, it, it, it is and it isn't because you feel for the coach and you want the coach to be able to finish the season. But at the same time – does it keep you from moving on? Does it keep you from recruiting a little bit? I, mean, I don't know how. I think in it'd be kind of weird that to be fired but still coaching. Yeah. So.
1: But why do you have to even bring it up during the season when you got four games left? Well, didn't the, you wait four more I mean, weeks?
0: The interesting thing is, you look around right now, Philip. I, I mean, Texas Tech, obviously, I would say they're probably a little below TCU, but they're about the same level yep. there. there. Um, is already looking for a coach at that point. Yep. Um, and so and not that they can turning. compete, but. LSU is looking for a coach. Yeah. USC is looking for a coach at this point. Yep. Um, I mean, now we know that Florida is probably going to be looking for a coach. Yep. Washington is going to be looking for a coach. So there's some other decent programs out there that are going to be looking for coaches right now, and Dion wants them all.
1: Dion wants them all, and <laughs> dion has been sick the last couple of weeks. Have you noticed he's yeah. in the hospital? and wasn't COVID-related, but he had something going on. The Another thing about Gary Patterson, though, that I'm going to tell you what, maybe sends him on down the road early is – I think he had a he's such a um, 1960s 70s early 80s type coach that could still just rip you a new one up one side mm-hmm. and down the other, and not what they call today a player's coach, kind of right. like your Lincoln Rileys of the world that are patting them on the back and on the bed all day, all game long. But but honestly, as a butt chewer, that kids don't like that yeah. anymore. Maybe they're saying. Here's the kind of guy we're going to get. Don't go to the transfer portal. Right. Because the transfer portal's got to scare some of these schools when they say, well, the only reason we're leaving is because we hate Patterson. Well, I don't like that, but you can't coach the way you did 25 years ago.
0: you cannot. Absolutely not. So, well, during that game, I went to that game in Manhattan. I will will tell you this, and I don't know if you saw anything about this, but I saw one of the – probably the single best defensive performance from one – Defender that I've ever seen watching college football in my 43 years during that game. I didn't see it. So, uh, Felix Anaduki-Azuma, which is K- one of the K-State's defensive ends, it's really come on. Is he a freshman? No, he's a junior. He'll oh, be back he is. next okay. year. Uh, do you
1: have a real good defensive end freshman, young guy? Uh,
0: we um, we had another one that I think Duke was a junior as well. He might have been a sophomore. He's right. one of What did he do? I season, didn't even see the play you're so talking about. He had six sacks and two forced fumbles in that game completely dominated that game. Yeah. So I if I remember I think I talked about this last time. He was the one of the play I told you uh, when Texas Tech was trying to to uh, get out of the end zone and he had he was dragging a guy and blew through that running back in yeah. the end zone. I mean he's turned it on, but it was completely dominant performance from him. What was funny was after the game the NCAA went and changed it to four sacks because apparently both of the forced fumbles they were sacks but because the fumble went forward and was recovered by Texas Tech yep. or by by TCU in front of the line of scrimmage they can't consider that a sack huh. so that he had, he ended up with only four but he's tied for the I think he's tied for the lead in sacks and uh, forced fumbles in the country right now so it was uh, it was quite a uh, quite a uh performance it was so funny cuz Herb Street had his Every week he does a top performing players thing, and and that week he didn't have Felix listed in his top performer. I'm like, some of these guys. Were I tell you, average.
1: they got K State gets disrespected sometimes, and they and they've they've played above their heads right now. To see them as a pick them against Baylor next week, I I don't know. I can't tell how good Baylor is right, Baylor is bad right. one week, great the next yep. week. Good, they're just and up, up and down, up and I down. So you whichever Baylor shows up, but. K State's played well enough for the last several weeks that they should win the football game. You well, think?
0: And this was the K State. Th- this was the hard. This was the challenge with K State this year, and I got sucked into it as well because they're performing right where I said they would be on our on our uh, first podcast yeah. we did for the season. The challenge with K State was they won all three non conference games, which there were some that we thought would be tough and weren't, and, and that sort of thing. But with them, their first three games out of the gate in in the conference were. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, which yep. outside of Baylor, you could argue they are the three best teams in the conference. Yep. So it would have been nice to go one and two against those, but to go 0 oh and three, you're at 3 and 3, so you're 500. A lot of people were getting upset. I got sucked into it a little bit too, thinking maybe they weren't going to be as good as I thought, but now they've come out and handled the teams they need to be handling. So um, I want to go on to one more game, and then we're going to A game wanna...
1: you attended?
0: this is an also game i attended okay. so uh last week kuk state um morgan loves to go to uh lawrence and have us kick their butt like we do every time she's been there <laughs> in her lifetime so we took the family and went tailgate with some friends and went to the game had a great time there i forgot how much of a shithole that stadium is That's and saying. i know i'm going to upset a lot of ku fans here with the next five well minutes, they've got eyes
1: they have to have eyes. There's
0: literally porta potties inside the stadium for you to use for the restroom. Yep. I have never. I've been to the Liberty Bowl, and I and I thought that stadium was a crap hole. But when you're
1: in the back area where the concessions and things are, you feel like you're in an old 1970s, 60s high school yep. stadium. Yeah, is the way all, the concessions are all set up. surrounded so, by
0: concrete. No trying to cover it up whatsoever. Yep. Um, what was funny was, so they just have the one Jumbotron or TV screen in the south end zone. That's the only TV screen that they have. The scoreboard on the north end looks like it was original in 1940 or 30 whenever they built the stadium. But the uh, the TV screen, so it, pixels were out all over the place. Like when they were showing video, there'd be big old black spots right in the middle of it. You can't even see what's going on in the video. And I then didn't in,
1: see in your seat area you were sitting in. Where you, Was it not very crowded?
0: It wasn't no, it was not crowded. It was not Move crowded. Move around wherever anywhere. you want to. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. There was actually more people than I thought there would be. Um, yep. a lot more KU fans than I thought there would be. I think I think that game against OU right before there probably gave them a little bit of a little bit of hope and yeah. probably got a few more people to come out, but <laughs> now the other thing that was interesting was on the uh, on the TV screen in the bottom left-hand corner they had where they were scrolling scores from games that were going on. But most of the pixels were out, so you couldn't even see the scores anyway. And the ones you could see were from week zero and week <laughs> one. They weren't even like recent oh, scores. Boy. So it whenever was the an experience. Kids, I
1: listened to a podcast that Oklahoma kids do. It's called Podcast on the Prairie. A couple of the OU players did, it. and they said that at half, you know, since Oklahoma was behind at half, they just opened the gates up, and let everybody in right. for free. Right. And he said, I looked up in the stadium, and he goes, "It." He goes, first play out." He goes, "The." crowd level just quadrupled he goes it was super loud but he goes we look up there everybody's wearing basketball jerseys <laughs> yeah so
0: it was a grand total of three minutes into the football game before I heard my first comment about you just wait till basketball yep, season yep, I, I, I didn't I didn't have the heart to tell the poor kid that uh, basketball season <laughs> had actually already started I don't think he knew it was so funny these two guys were standing behind us and he's like oh look at the, we're running the same offense the New Orleans Saints run this is gonna be a run play I've seen him do this a 100 times Pass play. <laughs> I mean, it was every time. It was. It was. I mean, they they were completely clueless. But you know, it's interesting. A couple of things that that as I was researching the game, both before and after, I was looking at. Um, so after we won that game, K State has more Big Twelve wins in Lawrence than KU does since 2010. Yeah, that's crazy. K K State has seven. Mm-hmm. KU has six in Lawrence since
1: 2010. So I. I <laughs> You've – you've, how many times have you – what's your record against them say, the last 20 years? Um, Pretty heavy for you in guys. In the last 30 games, we have
0: won 83% of those games. Yeah. And in the last 12 games – we're on a 12-game winning streak. We won 100%. So, yeah, last 30 games, the last 30 years, we've K-State's won 83% of those games. So, Outside
1: of Texas, go look at KU. Outside of Texas, look at KU's – Lost straight losses to be Oklahoma's got a 17 straight going mm-hmm. right now. I think um, you you've got how many do you say straight now 12 12 straight yep. against your number one rival, which is just makes it terrible. Um, there's uh, other than Texas. I would yeah. say everybody else is double digit. Oh, straight. probably yeah, straight. Uh, I guess and and, and yeah. because Texas is their only two wins, aren't they in the Big Twelve in the last six years, seven years? Uh, the
0: only ones I can remember. Yeah. Um. I,
1: one at home and one there, and which leads us.
0: I, I uh, think I did see that that uh, something about since they joined. I don't remember when the date was, but there was only two teams that that Ku's beaten twice, and that was like central michigan and texas. So, yeah. here here's what's funny. After after the game, uh, and I try to not get into Twitter too much before and after games especially especially rivalry games, but imme- immediately after the game, KU fans started putting up all-time records, not recently or anything like that. I'm like I'm reading them and I want to respond. I'm like, who gives a shit about this stuff? Like, <laughs> why do you care so much that your guys were better than us before World before War we I? Before we were born. Before we like, were born. I mean, you would rather you're, you'd rather brag about your wins in 1910 <laughs> than what you're doing today. So, wh- what was interesting? Another thing I thought was interesting was. That's the 111th consecutive year that game's been played, which is the fifth longest active streak in Division I football. Yeah. The only year they didn't play since the series began was in 1910.
1: Do you know, If you look at Oklahoma-K State's all-time rivalry and look at years that – there have been multiple years back when the Big 12 was split into the two conferences. Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't play for – Right. At one time, I don't think we played right. two years Not in a row. The, right, we the north like, and the south. Yeah, we went from like 0-4 to 0-6 right. without playing each other, and there was a, there's there was another lull. In, but there's been breaks now. Prior to the, prior to the split of the north and south, that had never happened before. But you guys being in the same side of the division have never had a a stop in right, play. Right, correct,
0: right, yeah. And it was, uh, I, I mean, there was no Wi-Fi, cell phone signal in the stadium, the PA, I. I I'm sometimes critical about K-State, some of their atmosphere stuff. I think there's some things they do before the game that really kills the momentum of the crowd. Um, But uh, the PA announcer was wrong half the time. Like I can think of multiple times it was like fourth and one, and he's like, oh, K-State's got the ball. I'm like, "Uh, no, okay, you still got a (laughs) fourth down. And um, I mean, he was wrong a lot. And then the second (laughs) half, when the second half was getting ready to start and the team was coming out, the song that they were playing – on the speakers, as the team was coming out, I am not kidding you. I was surfing safari or surfing USA? Sorry, oh whatever yeah, that's it is, just what Beach those boys. kids want to hear. <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: he does, does he not look down and see what age group yeah, of kids is playing? It was
0: and and one more thing, and I'm going to quit harping on this. I was, I don't know that I've ever been as pissed off at a college football player. Maybe Troy Polamalu um, back when we played USC and he leveled. Uh, maybe It was Aaron Lockett. I don't remember. David, I don't remember who it was, yeah. but a complete late hit. The guy was fielding a punt and he just, or early hit, I mean, and just completely leveled him before he caught the ball. But I don't know if you caught up on this or saw this. When I say the name Gavin Potter, does that ring a bell to you at all? No. Okay. So I'll give you a quick little history for those of you that don't know who Gavin Potter is, besides knowing that he's a douchebag. So he committed to KU. But when he went to announce his commitment, so he shows – well, the day before on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, he posts a picture of himself in a Texas Tech uniform. And then the next day he comes to announce who he's who he's uh, signing with. And, of course, all the Texas Tech fans are all excited, saying it's going to be him. So when he walks into the signing, he's wearing a K-State hoodie. Yeah. Takes When he goes to commit, he takes off the hoodie – and he's wearing a Texas Tech T-shirt underneath it, so all these Texas Tech fans think, "Oh, he just committed to us. This is great." Then he takes that off. Then he's got KU painted on his chest. Oh so my that's God. how he. So immediately he's like public enemy number one right. with K State and Texas Tech. Well, why would you do so, that? I mean,
1: who, who's his dad? But that lets him I, do that crap. I anymore?
0: was initially pissed, but now I'm thinking we dodged a bullet. So I, I say this because. He was the one, there was a play when um, Skylar Thompson was a couple yards out of bounds and just got leveled by Gavin Potter. (laughs) Complete late hit. I mean, the whole, it was so funny, because, I mean, there's, every year there's a play, Potter gets a couple, last year he got his ankle broke by Deuce on a play, made him look like a clown. This game, he pretty much got his ass kicked the entire game on the defensive line, but It was so bad that the KU coach felt like he had to apologize for it after the game. It was such a late hit, which what's interesting with that is so with between Texas Tech, KU, or I'm sorry, TCU, we talked about um, before, we've talked about the fight that they got into, and then the KU game, and then this weekend with West Virginia, there was a targeting call where a guy literally was running at Skylar Thompson, hits him with his helmet head-to-head and knocks him down. I really feel like these teams are trying to knock Thompson out of the game because they f- they know how bad we are yeah. if he's not playing. <laughs> That's three weeks in a row that, that he's had a late hit or a targeting call against Thompson trying to knock his ass out of the game. It's getting pretty old. All right, I'm done ranting. Let's talk about KU. You were talking about that KU-OU game. Um, oh, no, the
1: KU-Texas game. KU-OU was ugly enough, and I don't even want to talk about okay, it. Okay, well, we'll skip you, that You know one. what we did in the KU-Texas game? Um, no the KU Oklahoma game we were um we've had a podcast since then haven't we cuz i was went to florida i, I happened to florida remember. yeah I, I think i think we'd have i was saying how miserable i was nice beautiful weather 90 degrees and i was miserable walking down the beach or whatever but anyway it it could not be near the misery of a texas fan at home losing to KU hey Great for KU, good for the kid from Plainville's parents. You know, it shows you that parents, even whenever the, your kids in college, you still follow them like a nut. It's yep. great to see. That was awesome. Um, and and it just it goes to show you, like they don't even know if their son's going to play; they're just going to follow. And you know how many parents do that their whole lives to just follow their kids. And you know, uh, it's your life basically. If you're that, my mom followed us everywhere. I mean, I don't think missed ball games for fifteen, sixteen years. Um, so, it becomes people's lives, and so it's very exciting it to see parents yep. get that excited yep. about their kid, and didn't, he didn't even re- know he was in the game.
0: He was... Re- so, a week ago, he had very, very little playing time. Right. Nobody... Injuries. Knew who he him. was. <laughs> I saw a deal on Twitter today. He was recording a commercial for local
1: Applebee's in Lawrence. Oh, my. paid for it. So. And guess what I saw also... He, he, the uh, you know how any politician will jump onto a f- good story? Yep. I saw Jerry Moran had it on his Twitter <laughs> page, the whole thing, and I go, Jerry, seriously. Are this I mean, he goes, from our Plainville, Kansas, yep. Jared Casey, whatever. Well, and I go, that's a typical politician, jump in on the good times. Well, But anyway, it was, it was very exciting for him and for his parents. I mean, his parents probably didn't ever expect to become an overnight sensation. How
0: weird of a college football season is this? You've listened to me for three years, sit here and bag on KU. Yeah, I was rooting for KU Saturday. Yeah. I was texting my friends saying, "What is wrong uh, with me?" I found myself rooting for KU. Then after they won, I was on Twitter. Yeah, that's gone. Like it. <laughs> KU, they root for I get you. It. Go celebrate, have fun, KU fans. You don't get this experience very often, especially right. in football. I am not kidding you. Within five minutes after the game, there was a tweet from a KU fan named Jayhawk Forever that said, Kleiman will never beat Leopold, as soon as how you say his last name, yeah. ever again. The clock has run out on Skyler and all the other talent that Snyder left him.
1: Oh, my God. Snyder well, number one, him, huh? Snyder did not it leave does any does talent,
0: but that's... They literally, after one win, you would you think that they're going to win the Big Tw- Big Twelve next year? So Did you
1: know the Texas, looking at Texas, and the way we thought at the beginning of the year, we were thinking they were second or third potentially. I think me and Joel had them switch. I I might have had OSU and then Tech, Oklahoma, OSU, then Texas, or Oklahoma, Iowa State, and then Texas, something like that. But anyway, we were thinking second or third in the league in the beginning of the yep. year, um, and and as of today. Longest losing streak since 1956. You know what happened in the year that they had their longest losing streak in 56? They went up to Oklahoma and hired our ex-quarterback, Daryl Rule, and now brought I got him down. So named that's pretty after. bad. Yeah, I got a stadium named after But that's how many years it's been, 1956. Last year, whenever they left, you know, we didn't play a full season last year due to COVID. Right. We didn't play very many preseason. So Texas's record last year was 7-3 and three with basically this same team. Basically. I mean, yep. you're going to lose some seniors, but pretty decent team. The three losses were a total of 13 points. Right. Um, and they fired Tom Herman. Right. And whenever whenever Circassian got the job, first thing he says is, we've got a roster that is one that is more than capable of wins being competitive at a very high and, level.
0: And I don't think that that's not a true statement. I don't you either. You know the talent they have. But
1: I do think this, too. Did you see whenever the, – after they lost two weeks ago – the off the defensive line coach comes in and is ripping oh, yeah, them on real the bus, good, cussing yep. and raising hell, and one of the players is videoing it and then puts it out on Twitter. To me, you've lost your team. Yeah, you. I mean, have you ever seen a K State kid do that? No. Put out a, a something that's private right. for your team. Right. It just tells me you you've lost it. Yeah, you've lost your team. It's it's well, terrible. What it was
0: interesting, Sarkisian had a press conference this week, and and somebody asked him about transfer portal on players and and i don't remember the exact quote but i remember the exact number he said yeah there's probably 33 players or so that are going to be transferring at the end of the season it's like 33 is an odd number to just come up yeah. with like almost like he already knows you know well me, i don't know
1: tell me how you can take a guy go seven and three in herman who they thought was the guy that's changing their lives and they lose by two at tcu last year they lose by eight to Oklahoma in the uh, Cotton Bowl, which y- that game could have went either way, and then they lose to Iowa State by three. So a total of 13 points for all of your losses combined. What have they done this year? They've no. already lost by over 65 right. points, lost by 19 to Arkansas, lost by 23 to Iowa State. Yeah, they're not even The close. worst loss of all is they lost by one to KU at home. Right. Which that, you-
0: should, that There's no excuse with the athletes at Texas No. Has. Yeah, you may not have your A game that day. Ask Oklahoma about that. But at the end of the day, there is no excuse for that team to lose to KU. They should be able to just outplay not even, that team. Not
1: even coach. Don't even coach yeah, them. Yeah. Thompson should just – that. that's on the defense, though. To give up 57 points, it's the most points in a road game in Kansas history. But, and I'm sure it's the most that, Oklahoma, that, that uh, Texas has given and, up.
0: And I know Herman doesn't have the history of uh, Frank Solich. But that reminds me of Nebraska when they were going yep. ten and one, nine yep. and two. That wasn't good enough. Got rid of him. Yep. And look what it's been yep. now. So a decade. So of, they are staring at a three and nine season this year. Frost is fifteen and twenty seven at Nebraska in the four seasons he's been there.
1: And in my thinking, he's still the man for the job. Yeah, I think he is.
0: I, I think. What are you going to
1: do? Who else are you going to go yeah, get? Who's going to well, want the and, job? And
0: and honestly, I think. He has the
1: culture part of it down. Go,
0: going back to the coach, so and if you don't know Scott Frost, there was discussion about him getting bought out. He met with the athletic director last week, I believe it was maybe yep. this week. I don't remember, but puts a lot of um, faith in him. They changed a lot of his his contract, so he's got, his salary went from five to four million this year, and his buyout dropped from fifteen to seven million. Yep. So they basically told him, "You've got one year to get this right." Yep, and now. We're going to give you a pay cut. We're going to drop your buyout because if you don't get it right, you're gone next year. Well,
1: I'm not a Nebraska hater, and I'm telling you, at times this year I've thought they're the best five-loss team, the best six-loss team in the country. They lost so many close, close games um, just right there. Maybe it's time to be done with Martinez and see what else is out there. Well,
0: just you heard it here. I'm not predicting this. I'm just saying this came up. So, Adrian Martinez dates a girl that plays soccer at K State. So, she's from Nebraska. She's from the Omaha area. Yep. So, there's rumors because Thompson's gone after this year, and Will Howard is our number one option at this point. Right. There's some rumors going around that he might be transferring to K State for one more year this year. Martinez? Martinez. To be with his girlfriend and play football for one more year, because he knows he's, he's going to be starting. What K-State. would he be a
1: sixth year senior by the, at that uh, point? Sure, I, I, yeah,
0: I know they all got a forever. COVID year, right? right?
1: They all got. Oh, did you hear about little Jimmy's uh, team being canceling football? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was on the front page yeah, of the Slanted Journal. Yep. Fort Scott no longer yep. has football. I was giving a crap at Ambucks last Friday. I don't know what his what really happened. And then Butler, you know, that's always done a good job yep. in football, had to forfeit every game. Every game, I guess, had had an illegal player yeah. playing in it. So, some funny things going down on yeah, that no. part of Can- Kansas. And then and Kansas, Westland. Yeah. Yep. Kansas Westland got beat this past weekend. That kind of kills their playoffs, and they're going to have to travel to uh, Indianapolis for the first playoff game, which they'll probably get stuck up against somebody they weren't hoping to get to play. They were thinking they were going to get a home game, you know, if they'd yeah. won this weekend, but – Lost uh, friends, I think.
0: I, I'm going to throw a stat out there, going back to the Nebraska thing real quick, that I saw as I was looking through some Scott Frost stuff. So, Like I said, he's 15 and 27 at Nebraska, so he's got 27 losses. In Tom Osborne's 25 seasons as the head coach in Nebraska, 23 losses. Scott Frost has lost more games in his first four years than Tom Osborne lost in 25 years at Nebraska. Yep. Is that not just – crazy crazy what Cade Warner so if you don't know too Kurt Warner he's a quarterback in the NFL his son has went to Nebraska and transferred to K-State in the last 3 or 4 games he's actually been coming on pretty good uh he said a press conference last week it was it was my uh, tweet of the week i thought it was hilarious when i saw it um somebody asked him why he left Nebraska he said i just wanted to play in a bowl game <laughs> that's where Nebraska just is some right of that now. good stuff they but, give you It'll be interesting. You know, I think if uh, if anything's happening here, you know, you gotta think Kurt Warner's watched him for three or four years yep. when he was when his son was playing at Nebraska. And Kurt Warner, by the way, sits out. He do, he doesn't have a suite. He sits out with the fans out of the games, out in the open. And um, you'd think he'd know something about being a quarterback. So you, you maybe if we're if that's a, a legitimate rumor, hopefully we're calling we're calling <laughs> Kurt just saying, Hey, what do you think about this kid? So you've been watching him. So one more thing before we get into the, the uh, OU game. Um, I was interesting when we were looking at the Big 12. Um, we were talking about Texas Tech earlier firing their coach um, and, and our predictions on the, on the Big 12. Right now, Iowa State and Texas Tech have the same record. Tech fired their coach, and Iowa State, this was their historic season. and think their coach yep. is the best coach there is in college football.
1: You think he's lost a little luster this year? I think he has. He's not done I mean, some of the great things. I mean, let's just say, I don't know what will happen in the Oklahoma game next week, but it's at home for Oklahoma. We generally play pretty well at home. Um, we beat them look where their record goes. Yeah. Um, I mean
0: this was their historic season. Yes, this was supposed Best to be one
1: going to win it all.
0: And if they lose to Oklahoma, they're barely going to make a bowl game.
1: Right. So, yeah. and yeah, they're a little bit shocking. I thought they would be better than they than they've put on. Yeah. I um, mean,
0: it's it's crazy. You know, it's in their entire history, I don't know how long they've been their programs been around, over 100, 120 some years, I'm sure. They've never had a 10-win season. That's something. University of Texas San Antonio has had a football program for ten years, and they won ten. And we 10 we talk games about
1: Wake Forest um, making the top ten for the first time in school history a couple weeks ago, and then followed it up with a loss the very first week they're yeah. in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't vote us into the top <laughs> ten. We don't want that. Well, so
0: <laughs> just your thoughts because we haven't we haven't had a podcast since the first college football. Playoff rankings came out. Obviously, another one's come out since then. OU's probably out of it now. We'll get into that here in a yep. second. But um, I don't know if you remember looking at that. Obviously, there yep. was a lot of 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 angst around here about who was where. But any
1: any thoughts you had on that? I mean, you know I, what? I thought it was set up about exactly where it was should have been. I I know people should have been,
0: or you where you expected it. To we're expecting. Okay, it. there's but, yeah.
1: Because I tell you this. Oklahoma is a 9-0 and team when the first week's rankings come out, or maybe an the 8-0 whenever the first week's rankings came out. is it very fortunate that they aren't, at that time, 5-3, and yep. 6-2. and yep. There's a couple of places we should have lost. No one can say that we've been exceptional this year. When you have to switch quarterbacks midseason, then you're not having the best year of your life. Winning yep. is great. Everybody loves winning. Yep. I can look back five weeks ago and go, man, we barely beat – Nebraska, man, we barely beat KU or K State. Whatever, but you also look back and go, at least we won, right? Thank 13, God we won. Thirteen and you know, zero
0: in a Power Five conference is going to get you in every time. Yep.
1: Yeah. So us being nine and zero, I think they saw. Here comes Baylor. Here comes Iowa State. Yeah. Here comes Oklahoma oh, State. Oh yeah, toughest. Prove three games. yourself. Right. Prove yourself in those three, right. and maybe you'll start moving up. And with the Michigan, Michigan State, um, one more in there, Ohio State, with them still having to play each other, it's going to work themselves right. out, right? There's no question Georgia's the best team in the country. There's no, no question. I would agree. I, I, don't even think that, I don't even think anybody comes close to them, although on any given night, Alabama could beat yep. anybody. Now, people were upset. I read these stupid comments on Oklahoma fans, mad about, uh, mad about Alabama having one loss and them being ranked ahead of us. Every Saturday, what's the one thing that Oklahoma fans will say to each other when they're mad at our team? They'll go, thank God we didn't play Alabama this week. They'd be killing us. Right. Thank God we didn't yep. play Georgia this week. They'd be killing us. Okay, if you know that on Saturday while you're watching them with your eyes, what changes your mind on Monday morning right. when the polls come out? Right. Except for you just like your team being ranked higher. Hey, we're not – we're probably a top ten team in the country. Maybe. Probably a top ten team in the country. Not anything better than that. No. Um,
0: it's 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 funny to me, the media, to your point, I don't think they pay attention – to a lot of stuff outside of Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. And I yep. say that because, to your point, you guys were undefeated. There were some close games. Obviously, the KU one's the one that gets pointed out. But, oh, uh, Wilbon, just yesterday on their television program, he was asked which one was a worse loss Saturday, Texas or OU. His answer was OU. <laughs> he didn't watch either one of those right. games before right. that question How came would it be up. Even known? There is. No way that you can say that OU loss was worse than the Texas loss.
1: No, not whenever you go. If you could have seen the Baylor, it's a, it was a tough environment yeah. to play in that day. Them suckers yeah. were fired up yeah. early. You could tell just by the you know it's the early game again as usual, which I hate. Eleven o'clock game. But at eleven o'clock in the morning, the Baylor fans had poured into that place. And did you see it have you or seen or been to and see how pretty Baylor's yeah. new stadium yeah, it's, is? It's, it's nice. unbelievable. Yeah. Super nice. But anyway, that place is completely packed and rocking. We got a freshman quarterback that comes in there, has never played tr- a true road game like that's rowdy and rambunctious yeah. and everything. It does not come as any kind of a shock to me that we lost. Now, going back and looking at Lincoln Riley's numbers, he's never lost a game in November. Right. Uh, I saw that. Never, uh, we haven't lost a game in November since 2014. But everybody's day's coming, right? So that's right. And I was thinking, hey, okay, Oklahoma's beat Baylor seven straight. Virtually the same team, other than Caleb Williams is quarterback this year instead of Spencer Rattler. We beat them fairly handily last year with Spencer Rattler. You would think Caleb Williams better. He he played the worst that I've ever seen him play. I mean, of course, we've got a five game menu to look at so how do we know much about him anyway but he did look scared lost passed behind people passed over people's heads turned the ball over just did some poor thing did poor enough that rattler came in for a little while to make him go over and sit and think for a little bit um but and at the end of the day not shocked at all because um it looked to me like even though we had a week off before the game you know as we was on the bye week the week before Baylor was fired up mm-hmm. and ready to roll.
0: Yeah. So, and that's you're sometimes gonna that. that happens. You're going to get that as the number one team in the conference. You're going to have that target on yep. your back. You're going to get that every week. So, yep. so let I want to come back to the college football playoffs real quick. But before we do that, let's continue on. We're talking about the OU, uh, Baylor game. So I wanted your opinion on the field goal at the end of, and what your thoughts were. I know you probably saw Lincoln Riley's press conference.
1: I, the only main thing that should I think should have happened there should have been a 15 yard penalty. You can't have 20,000 people rushed down there, and, and Lincoln and Riley took our kids off of the field because people were jumping on some of our players' backs. And he goes, for safety's sake, I took them off. You know he only brought 11 back out of the – he didn't bring the whole team Correct. back out. He just brought 11 right. back out to line up thinking it was just for the last snap. Right. He never thought they were going to kick a right. field goal. No 15-yard penalty, and the guy does kick a field goal. Well – hey, good for you. Hope K-State kicks, kicks your ass <laughs> this week and you don't have any chance to make the playoffs. He says he did it because of the playoffs. I don't believe that he would have done it had had there not been a, yep. some conversation and the and the time that the kids come down on the field. Every week people are on the field. There's no controlling kids coming on the field. Yep. You're supposed to not do it anywhere. Everywhere you go, you and Oklahoma gets it done to them all the time. It does come down to some player safety. Yep. I mean, they, no, he said that one of our defensive linemen, there was guys jumping on their backs.
0: And I would agree with that. I, I definitely think there should have been a penalty. I don't think there's any question about that. If there was the penalty, I don't know if they would have kicked the field goal. Obviously, that would have, that would have been a pretty long field goal. Yeah. But yeah. He, he, as as a not a fan of either team, and looking at it, here's the one thing that I would say about that because I would agree with you. His when he when he when they asked him after the game why he did it, it made sense. Now you go back and look at it; it's not going to make a difference. Did he do it? Did he do it and say that was the excuse? You know, I, I don't know why did he the do it on first?
1: Or, I mean, but he took a knee two times before that. Right, he would have took Correct. a knee if the team, if his fans hadn't right. rushed the field. Right, he was he was planning
0: on taking a knee. There's no question. The only thing I would say is that I get in the heat of the moment, especially after a loss like that, as a coach, you get shoved into that press conference. Yep. And people are going to start asking questions that you're not prepared for. Emotions are still high. And it's hard to control. I wouldn't be able to control myself in that scenario. So I'm not saying Lincoln Riley did anything wrong. But the way he came across, because...
1: Sounded like he's whiny about it. I can yeah. give
0: you instances where against KU... Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what year this was. This was just recently. But uh, he uh, KU had burned their final timeout with a minute and a half to go. It was second down for OU... Could have just kneeled and burned the clock and ended up. Oh no, it was the game this year, and they they ended up running the ball and scoring at the end of the game instead of just they were ahead yep. and just didn't didn't uh, didn't burn the clock and ended up scoring a touchdown. Kept running plays, and then uh, I think it was like twenty seventeen or eighteen against Baylor, and I I'm wondering if this isn't has, has something to do with it because it was against Baylor, but seventeen or eighteen somewhere around there when. OU was up like 63-33, and OU kicked a field goal with like a minute and a half to go in that game. So I'm just saying that his sportsman conduct, comment or whatever, yeah. he hasn't really followed that himself. Well, none much, of them so. do
1: from I mean, week to week. It's kind of do, but but I do know this. They would have taken a knee if their people hadn't rushed the field. And yeah. then they gave, their, they gave them time to think about, hey, maybe we ought to kick this just in case there's a – play it. there that was not a thought before they rushed the field correct Again, i would agree with that no because uh, they
0: would have kicked it before and, and yes. not been taking knees at that point right so yeah I'm not you wouldn't have been that, going so.
1: backwards but intentionally going backwards but the 15-yard penalty should have happened but for me this rushing the field stuff and and players you know how fired up people get at oh yeah ball games i mean oh, yeah. every guy in the stands that's uh Nineteen years old thinks he's tougher than the six four defensive lineman out there, and comes out there acting like they're going to take cuts at him or hey, yapping at I him. I was or involved whatever. in the
0: game back in the in the mid nineties when we were in Lawrence and k State won, and we went and tore their goalpost down. So yeah. I, I get it. So, well, he, here's the one thing going back to the college football playoffs, just real quick, and then we're going to move on to something besides football. Um, the two things that really bothered me was where West or where Wisconsin? Wow, sorry, where Minnesota got ranked. Yeah. I truly believe that Minnesota is not a top twenty team in the country. At the time their best win is maybe Maryland. I mean, it looks like mm. Purdue now. I Beat mean, Nebraska. but they just lost. <laughs> but I, I, I true they lost to bowling green. Right. At home. Like So
1: how are you in the top twenty five? But it's
0: to try to prop Ohio State up, in my yep. opinion, with one yep. loss. I, think I mean so, too. so and 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 the thing is is people say, Well, it's the first ranking. This doesn't mean anything. The only one that means something is the one at the end of the season. Yeah. And I agree with that statement as far as the principle behind it, but I think it does make a difference because you've got a Cincinnati team who we all probably agree that if they end up going undefeated this year, they need to be in and get a shot at this.
1: Yep. With so many one-loss teams. Correct. But if you come down to a one-loss Ohio State, one-loss – let's say a one-loss Ohio State, a one-loss Alabama – and a one loss Oklahoma State, even. And Georgia's already in. Right. So, those three, you're going to put Cincinnati ahead of those three? You just have to because they have a loss? Or who's the best team? I, I, I you think, want the best four teams? Because I, I look at Oklahoma State and go, Oklahoma State could be another one of those people. They could go ahead and win out, win the big trail championship. If they did all that, they've got their qual. Their only loss is a three point loss at Iowa State. No, they're or at, at um,
0: Big 12's out. Ain't happening.
1: No, I know, but I'm just saying. So, would that not be a. If you were an Oklahoma State fan, wouldn't you be pissed off? Oh, though? yeah. You'd say, my God, yep. if we have been Oklahoma, we'd yep. have been
0: in. But at some point, they've got to do it just to do it. And The I only say,
1: reason, what you've got because to do is you have got year, to expand it. Well, expand I don't disagree with that games. statement.
0: But every year, there's one of these teams. Yep. That's, Central Florida was this in the same yep. boat to what, two years ago,
1: whenever Claim that claimed the national championship.
0: At some point, you've just got to do it. You do, and and if Cincinnati goes in there and gets their ass handed to them, the situation is squashed. I guess guarantee for the next five years. Well, there's five power five conferences,
1: right? Five power conference leagues. Yep, one of those power conference leagues gets left out every year already. Right. So that's there's nothing fair about that. Who's to say if you take Georgia and move them out to the uh, different, move them up to the Big Ten or move them into the out in the Pac- Pac-10 out out west. Who's to say you're going to play that? I mean, you play the same people every year. You should know each other. It's just uh, the w- whole way they do it by just a every level of football, starting in Pee Wees through the NFL, has a playoff, a true playoff right. thing. They do it at Kansas Wesleyan. They'll do it at any, any other IA division. Yep. The only reason that they haven't done it so far is because the NCAA makes so much money right, off of it. Yeah. I'm still pissed off at the NCAA for what they've done to Oklahoma State this year. That's the most ridiculous yeah. ban from postseason. Yep. They're so uh, mad at KU. Bill uh, Self and them have done uh, much worse than what Oklahoma State's in, done. In two weeks, we're going to talk basketball, and I want yeah, we'll to get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. Because, it has got yeah. me so aggravated that... I, Lisa tells me that I'm a closet Oklahoma State fan. I'm not. I do like Oklahoma State. Hey, they've had a great year this year. They got screwed on this yeah. deal, and we, we yeah. let's follow us in two weeks, and we'll talk quite a bit about that. But uh, yeah. anyway, looking back at the Baylor thing, I had picked them in our league to win and everything because I think seven straight. I know all time doesn't matter at all, but for me, 28-4, and four is our record all time against them? You always feel comfortable that you're probably gonna right. somehow you're gonna fool full, full around and win it, but you can't win them all. Well, it was eight and three before last Saturday's game, so yep, that's. Yep. Uh,
0: I just I just think with the the college football playoffs, I think my my thing is is I think when these early rankings come out, it, it does make teams where I was going with Cincinnati. Is it makes teams do things that they wouldn't normally do, and what I mean by that is. Cincinnati might have a comfortable 25-point win against somebody, but they're going to go – right, because they have to at this point. Yep. Because of where they're at, Beauty they points. understand what They the haven't mindset... done a great
1: job of that, though. No, they haven't. They haven't done – they should have been blowing people out. They know the out.
0: mindset of those people that are voting right yep. now. And so and, – yep. and, and in some cases where you might have a, a win, you know, you might be up 10 points with five or six minutes to go – Normally you would be conservative. You might try to push it a little bit more and you get an interception, you know, pick six type thing and the other, because you're trying to do things that aren't natural because you understand the mindset of where you're at in their eyes and you're trying to make that resume better. And it's going to cause teams to do things that they wouldn't normally do. So
1: is that 45 minutes of football?
0: Forty three.
1: Forty three minutes of football. <laughs> well,
0: Let's talk about some other things. You want to talk a you, little bit about the recent election? Oh, yeah.
1: you know what? We we covered we didn't really cover the we talked about some of the guys that were going to be in the election and. Yep. And how it turned out. Uh, and what what we always talk about is the uh, voter turnout itself. Yep. Um, everyone gets so worked up in every community. I, I can't just blame Salina. They're not the only community that does this. But around town, you'll be on Facebook posts where thousands upon thousands of people have all got their opinion. Come voting day, None less show than 30% up. show yep. up. So this we have 35,000 registered voters in Saline County. 10,000 showed up to vote.
0: So the uh, the former uh, county clerk um, who's in charge of running the elections, Don, is, is in our bucks group, and he spoke that Friday right before the election about just – he, it was actually really interesting. what He's talking about they literally have almost a hundred different ballots in Saline County. When you figure in, the oh yeah, all the other school, school districts and right. yeah, I
1: think every uh, every little town around a area, yep. uh, everybody had uh, school board runoffs or city yep. council or, runoffs. Right, yeah. correct.
0: But he said he was asked about um, voter turnout, and he said typically in a non presidential election. It's around 20%. So I expect it to be right around that number. So yep. it was actually 28, almost 29%. Yeah, 29%. Was, was, so a lot more people than usual. I went back and looked just uh, real quick in just the general elections. Um, in 2020, which was the presidential elections, we had 65% of the registered voters in Celine County vote. But when you get away from those, in 2019, it was 21%. 21.12. In 2018, it was 18.55. Oh, I'm sorry, 18.55 in, in 2017. 23.66 in 2018. 21.12 in
1: 2019. So right around that 20% mark. So a little bit higher. So the number point. was higher this yeah. year. And, and I think a lot of it, there was the yes-no vote downtown yep. was emotional vote. Um It had a total of nine thousand thirty-one total votes. So there was the biggest bunch of your turn of your turnout. Now I didn't turn out just for that, so I'm one of those nine thousand thirty-one. But, but yeah, it's. I uh, think
0: the divisiveness of politics right now, and there's some things in the community that people are. I think social media has has taken a huge role in politics. Has more. Since the presidential election in twenty twenty. I think it's changed politics completely. Well, Trump
1: fed it so much. So, um uh, oh, yeah. in his first his election. Did you know there was uh, in the city council vote there was ninety eight write candidates and some I read through some of the writings to see if I would recognize any names. I recognized a couple. Donald Duck was on there. Oh yeah. Mickey uh, Mouse is always on there. Jerry on <laughs> Jerry on K I N A. He was he had one vote. Let's go. Brandon had one vote, <laughs> uh, one Don Trump vote, yeah. and one pass, and there was multiple other ninety eight. But on the school board, USD three hundred five, two hundred and five write in votes. Yep. many many people that Trump, of course, got one. Seth Myers got one.
0: Oh wow! Hey Seth, I'll tag <laughs> you. On great that to one. have that one.
1: So Seth his, got one. His in. dad
0: did vote. So
1: and then, <laughs> but um, there were forty six, and I don't know how this is possible or where this comes from. The name Holly with a yeah. different last name. Yes, what was all write ins One person only has one ride-in vote, right? What Each mean? person has one ride-in vote. Oh, uh, so no,
0: does, I don't think so. I think you can if you if you can vote for three candidates, you can do 3 write ride-ins. But you can write-ins. only write one person. That person's name one time. So, so I want to know how forty-six
1: people. Hollies got picked off. If you, if, that's just it's a weird thing to me. And um, I thought it was funny too. There was one my might uh tag her on this as well one person voted for lindsey webb write-in vote for lindsey webb to be able to see if joe voted 305
0: (laughs) (laughs) no it's uh so going back to the writing because this was something else that was discussed at length uh you know this is the the first time that i can recall for local election type stuff where there was a significant push For some ride in. Well, one
1: person had 2,200 votes on ride ins. One lady, I can't tell you the name off the top of my Um, head, but one, and another had about 800. Right.
0: And so somebody asked Don about his knowledge of ride in, uh, past history and ride in votes. And I don't remember specifically. I know he said that in his 17 years as county clerk, no ride in candidate on anything in the state of Kansas ever won, has ever won. I d- he He took it a huh. step further. I don't remember how long, how far back, or if ever. I don't remember the specifics of that one, but he says it's very, 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 very hard. and he doesn't recall any right in ever winning. I thought this might be the year. I think social media changed yep. a yep. lot and and gives people an avenue to campaign where normally they wouldn't have done that. Go to
1: the Saline County voting, you know, the Slingan County website and go to the voting area on it. And it will show you how many people wrote in for a lady and this guy, and I was shocked at the numbers that they had as a write-in candidate. Uh, you know the the one man. There was one man that came up that made city council. Uh, Longbine, mm-hmm. um, he did some old-fashioned politicking, at which he got my vote. But he um, he came to my house, and knocked on my door, asked for my vote. Only guy in the whole town that did that. For me, I don't know if he stopped by your uh, house or not, not, or if you happened to be home. No, um, there was
0: a lot of people that stopped by in the whole yes/no thing. Yeah, wanting to talk about that. Well, He was the only uh, guy
1: looking for uh, to be elected that had brought brought by and introduced himself. And uh, I was proud that whenever my grandpa was a uh, young, my grandpa was a longtime county commissioner uh, from the '40s through the '70s. So when, ever since my mom was a little kid, all the way through high school, her dad was the county commissioner, but. She said, every four years, um, they went to every house in. Of course, you had to back right, then. Right, right. There was no. Yeah, you might have come out in the newspaper, the Shawnee News Star or something. But mom said we literally knew every person in the county because we went to every house and knocked on the doors.
0: It's so, you know, it, and obviously, social media has changed that. You can reach so many more people yep. in, in in a lot less effort than. Than spending knocking on doors. months walking around yep. talking to people. Yep. The, the challenging thing, and I, and I saw this on the yes, no vote. Um, I joined some Facebook groups, not necessarily because I agreed or disagreed with what they were proposing. Just to see following. what was being said. Right, see yeah. what pe- and it is absolutely ridiculous some of the things that people think are true. Right. I was just looking at, I was just talking to Kelly about this right before we started recording this, because I was on one of those groups, Salinas for Freedom or whatever, that they were in the big, on the yes side. There was a a lady that posted, I am not kidding you. She said that when you go to the hospital, they are giving COVID shots to people without consent. (laughs) Anybody who actually put that believes out there. that, put that out there. is ridiculous. Like, uh. I, I really feel like, I mean, there's there's no repercussions if you're incorrect, but the misinformation. No. No. The other one was that if you um, <laughs> if you have a kid who gets injured and you take him to the emergency mm-hmm. room, and you do, and that kid is not vaccinated, they will call. DCF on you.
1: Oh, yeah. You're not going to be treated at all. That's what people were telling. There was a big uh, thing Saturday morning, I think, right. where they all met in front of the hospital protesting right. against. I, the hospital put out a thing that said, We do not, right. you know, we'll treat anybody. It, this I was don't know once. Where this all went, came it from. It was one specific
0: case. And actually, I didn't know about this. And my wife filled me in on this last weekend because we were talking about it Friday night before the rally. Um, apparently, there was somebody who went to the hospital. Somehow got turned away, ended up going home, got worse. They took him to Topeka, ended up being too late, and he ended up passing away shortly after. And they're saying that the hospital denied him care because he was not vaccinated. But I have a hard time. Ble- I, I, I don't know if... The hospital is openly our- saying they're taking people that aren't vaccinated.
1: Well, you but you you can have a rogue employee, I guess. A rogue... Because fr- right. who checks you right. in might just say, nope, we're not seeing right. you. I mean... I would think that's more and, of a rogue employee than the policies from the guy who ran the hospital. And that's I, ridiculous. And I understand to even think that.
0: That I understand that they there's a maybe a specific doctor that's being targeted. Yeah, this. I've read that. And so to your point, maybe that's the case. It might be one person Made a comment. My guess is the truth is probably somewhere in the middle between the two sides of it. Yeah. But whatever it is, yeah, there was a rally. Or a there, major misunderstanding.
1: Do you, do you really? And
0: I know, Philip, you like conspiracy theories, but do you really think that the hospital is vaccinating people without their consent? <laughs> do, do you really think that's happening? Uh, no. Nope. Like, if that's happening uh, and that was reported, that hospital would be shut down oh my within God. minutes. We'd
1: have national news here. In the front page. On the front page of national news. I want to go back, sort of kick back into sports for one second. These crazy things that you see on social media. I'm telling you, it was not 24 hours of Oklahoma losing. We had Coach Riley fired. (laughs) uh, Get rid of him. The worst coach Oklahoma's had in 30 years. I mean, it's just, and you read them and you'll go, why do I even follow these idiots? But you, I mean, it's just idiot page yeah. after a ball game, and he did, he no longer needs to be the offensive coordinator because he's lost touch. Really? Well, Gary The Patterson's only reason on the we hired him was yeah. Well, well, I would hire him as a defensive coordinator, <laughs> not an offensive <laughs> coordinator. But anyway, these these social media yeah. things that get get out of control. But people can just say whatever they right. want to say, and whether right. it's true or not true.
0: I mean, I, I, and I think we've lost some common sense in yep. being able to read something. Like, if you read that statement from that person, and you honestly think that's true, I'm talking to you You've right now. You've it. lost your common sense. So, uh, just just show up, and they're just going to jab you. Yeah, just as you're walking in, they'll hope you don't rec- or you don't notice <laughs> it when they do it. So, all right. Well, anything else you want to talk about before we go? We got a few minutes.
1: Well. Hey, I got. I had Paul come up and watch my kids for me last week, and something happened. <laughs> I spent happened. a couple nights with him. At the I bar. know. He wasn't I think, watching the, him I think the kids ended up watching him more than more yeah. than he watched them. So uh, thanks a lot, Paul. But anyway, yeah, Paul was uh, in charge of putting my trash out on Friday morning, and I don't know if anybody in town knows this or has been a victim of this yet. But if you don't do the things right for putting out your trash on the day that they your trash day is, they aren't picking it up yep. now, and so. What they did for me was they did pick up one can, but then Paul, I suppose put the second can too close to the neighbor's mailbox, maybe within three foot of it or something. They didn't pick it up and put a sign put a little sticker on there telling me that so there's rules now, and you can go the you again you can go to the city of Salina websites and see this that if you put out your trash, you need to have three foot room you know. Yep. Or else they're just not going to pick it up. Correct. Now we've known this since about July, so correct. but they've just started enforcing in the last week correct. or two. I'm curious about some of these neighborhoods that are just loaded with it's, cars. That's my the, tough
0: one. The first week that they did it, they were posting every day. Yeah. Of the city of on the percentage of people that had it correct versus incorrect, and it was in the 97, 98 percent every day. Yeah. Um, I, the big one that that. I haven't paid attention, to be honest with you, but the big one that I always saw was—because you're right, you have to have three foot of space on both sides. Yep. And in between, if you have multiple, there can't be cars blocking. they got to be a three foot or more away, that sort of thing. The one that was interesting to me that a lot of people, I think, are are going to to, uh, violate this one is— You've got to be able to close the lid, right? So that's can't a tough overfill. one some weeks for us. Correct. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I get and what they're saying is when they go to pick it up, the way the arm swings, if the lid's not open, then it can it'll fall throw out, trash right. everywhere and everything
1: else. Yeah. What's interesting
0: to me is is if they're going to um, not pick it up because that. so here's the thing: you've already got an overstuffed trash can. <laughs> they don't pick it up because the lid yep. doesn't close. So now you've got that trash can full for another week before they come back around. Yep you already have a problem with how much trash you have versus how many trash cans you have, and now they just compounded the situation. Yeah. That'd, be a, that'd be a rough week at my
1: house. It, it's, <laughs> you know what I had to do this week? We, we, they actually are way more efficient now in getting out on mm-hmm. time and picking up early. Yep. So used to what I could do whenever the guys were running, I could take my trash out when I was leaving work at 8, 8.30, take it out then on Friday morning. This week they ran. We missed this week uh, due to, I think I stayed in bed till about eight thirty, and um, whenever I went to take it out, the neighbor's trash is already gone. So they were there between seven and eight thirty, already running the route, which is multiple hours. I mean, I've seen them there at noon, one yeah. o'clock, on when they had all the runners running behind them. So fortunately for me, I'm able to load them up in my truck and take them down to my dumpster right. behind my office. But uh, for a lot of people. I yep. had two that's full ones completely full. Yep. I'd have been in big trouble. They're, the You know, the one thing the city of Salina does that's a really good thing that they do for everybody is the Leaf Pickup. Yeah. And they start the Leaf Pickup around, oh, 1st of November, first week of November. But they do the town in quadrants, Zone mm-hmm. 1, Zone 2, Zone 3, Zone 4. Zone 1 is everything south of Republic from the 1st through the 12th. Um, we're south of Republic. The next week, that's the next 11 days or so of, of time to be able to pick up, is between Republic and Crawford, which is a four-block strip, right? <laughs> so hmm. maybe there's more trees between republican yeah. and I don't a know. More Republic mature trees. Crawford. But... Um, my front yard is. I've already missed my pickup time. My front yard, all my tree, all my. I guess I could call and say they just blew off this week because you can call late right. and get them to come back by. You don't have a big leaf problem in your front yard, do you?
0: Um, not really. I've got a huge got elm back, tree but. in
1: my front that uh, leaves quite a mess for the neighborhood, um, <laughs> and it comes off early. Um, but anyway, that's a kind of a neat thing I think that the city does for people. So,
0: well, I saw Paul last Thursday. Yeah. You're lucky your trash cans got out at all. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. So, uh, he at least got one emptied from him. So, he he did not show up for AMBucks like you say he was going to.
1: Well, he was babysitting. Um, he did a wonderful job on Friday morning of getting the <laughs> yeah. trash out and uh, getting the kids fed and off to school. Uh, last I
0: saw him Thursday so night, he said he was going to gonna be Robbins. at AMBucks, but he wasn't <laughs> there. So And I saw him again Friday uh. night. So. Anyway, yeah, we'll appreciate uh, everybody listening, and uh, that's the wrap on, was this episode six, I think, of season three? Yeah,
1: so we'll uh, – We're getting real close to basketball yep, season. So next time so we'll kinda... be talking a little bit of basketball. And if you have anything you want to talk about in basketball, go to our Facebook page. We like seeing people ride on there. I'm going to bring up a little bit about Salina Central's year. I don't know if Kevin knows anything about South's year. Funny year this year, they're going to be the first game of the year. Yeah. First game of the year at South which is unusual in the history of the programs. But uh, we ride off, we're right off and running here in the city of Salinas. So hope to hear from you, and uh, thanks for listening.
0: Yep, we'll see you here in a couple weeks.
1: Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Phillip Project
0: Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page www.facebook.com slash Kevin Phillip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.